Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. All right, uh, Michelle, uh, this is a pretty exciting day, and uh, I hope you don't mind if I take the lead on making a very big announcement. Um, sure. So, guys, you know, it's 2021. Everybody's looking for a fresh start. There's so much, you know, baggage from the last year and everything like that. So, Michelle and I have decided to move to Antarctica. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> you forgot? I thought I'm, this is a very exciting change. Yeah, it's really exciting. So... We we can't uh, we can't just move to Antarctica because there's no housing or infrastructure or economy, but we can get a job there, and then and then you can most probably not most <laughs> based on what I said I would I would have to say all jobs in Antarctica provide housing and board considering that otherwise you the other option is like death. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we have a real, we have a real turnover here because people just, they finish their work day and then they leave and then they never come back because they're dead. So, um, I wanted to tell everybody because I figured they would probably be excited to know. I don't know how that's going to affect the podcast because number one, we have to work 10 hours a day, most likely in kitchen work because that's the only thing that we're qualified for that they need in Antarctica. Cause literally it's nothing but like Marshall's. And uh, scientists and then people who keep the scientists alive. And that's that's pretty much what Antarctica is full of. Why don't they just feed themselves? Like Because they're doing science all day. I feed myself and I do <laughs> science all day. I don't know that you do science all day okay. for the record. Okay. No, but it's, it's, I guess it's a fringe benefit for mm. the scientists that they get their, their meals prepared. Uh, not all of them. Uh, I mean, you can eat ramen noodles and stuff while you're there. It's just that they have, they have, uh, cooking and, and often they're run in tandem with some kind of military setup or naval setup, although not literally military or naval. So I thought to celebrate our big decision. Oh, so and what I was saying is I don't know how it's going to affect the show because on one hand, it'll be very easy to record the show because when we're not working in the kitchen and staying just warm enough to not be dead, uh, we will be in close in close proximity. We can we could uh, do podcasts all the time. You know, we'd, we'd really only need one microphone because honestly, we'd probably appreciate the shared body heat um, and and. <laughs> You don't have to worry about COVID-19 because there is no bacteria. Uh, Like single cell organisms can't survive in Antarctica. Yeah, but they could survive inside the places. Yeah, but not really. Yeah, but they could. But not really. Okay. I mean, do you want me to Google is there COVID? COVID in Antarctica. Oh my God, it auto-filled that. Yeah, because you keep looking up Antarctica stuff. Okay, Michelle. Antarctica reports first COVID-19 infection in December 24th, 2020. See? See? Now what are we going to do? 
I mean, that that's pretty good though. Um, I mean, how hard would it be to vaccinate the like 5,000 people that you are there? You can't even vaccinate 5,000 people in my county. I don't, I don't know. That's because you're the people in your county are too cocky. Oh, yeah. So, um, but I know you're, you, you showed some little, you know, uh, trepidations at first to the idea of, of moving to Antarctica, but your, your problem was not the, the, the potential we would be there for the winter, which is night for six months. You were more afraid of day for six months. I don't want, please. I don't want that. It sounds Why do, so what's bad. wrong with day for, for six months? Cause I'll never feel like it's okay to sleep because I don't sleep when it's dark. I mean, like. <laughs> I don't sleep when it's light. I only sleep when it's dark. So. But you, but indoors they can block the sunlight out so that it, you can feel like it's nighttime. I that's what my mom said, and I will still know. I'll still know. You actually talked to your mom about our Antarctic plans. Yeah. <laughs> I I. <laughs> I'm telling you, you you would be able to sleep at night if you just got away from the sunlight. And it's much easier to get away from the sunlight than to have fake sunlight. Okay. I mean, I still think you're wrong. I so like well, you're so wrong. why how would so night would be better, but then when would you know to wake up since there's when, never any sun? When my alarm goes off, like I always do. I don't I wake up and it's dark <laughs> now, like yeah, but then it gets light out eventually. Yeah, but I don't even know cuz I go inside. So <laughs> with windows? No, there's no windows. It's there a supermarket. Windows. I can't There are find... absolutely windows at supermarkets. It depends on the supermarket. <laughs> I mean, if you're shopping at Stan's windowless emporium, we don't call no. the cops. That's all no. it says under the. No, like next time you're in a supermarket, <laughs> look around. There really aren't windows. There are just windows in the front of the supermarket. Yeah, but if I'm like not right over there in the front, there are no windows. I don't know what's going on outside. You know. <laughs> you just spend your days just wandering in the darkness, basically. <laughs> See, someone will be exactly the same. <laughs> Well, you know, on the plus side, uh, they find that it is much harder to get people to commit to a winter in Antarctica because, number one, it's much colder, which that alone is a startling statement. (laughs) It's much colder. But uh, uh, basically, you can't get out uh, of Antarctica during the winter unless it's a serious emergency because it's very dangerous to get a pilot in there and there's no chance of a boat, Mm -hmm. uh, really. Uh, plus, the places you actually stay in are nowhere near the shore. They're inland. Um, so I'm just saying, you know, I, 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 a lot of people don't want to. I think they, I think I read that it was less than 3,000 people are on the entire continent in the winter. Um, but you have to go through a rigorous mental screening before they'll let you do, you know, 12 months alone with, uh, or six months alone with 12 people. Uh, in a in a freezing cold box. Mm-hmm. I, I think my 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 bigger concern is just like they'll just be people and I'll see them. Like because <laughs> if it's like, do you just want to be alone for six months? I'd be like, mm, maybe in the it'll dark work. and cold. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll be okay. But if it's like, do you want to be in the dark and cold and you can't leave, but there's twelve people with you? I'd be like, oh, I don't know, man. That sounds that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> I, I, I mean, oh, fair enough. <laughs> um, well, here are some other perks to living in Antarctica that I looked up to share with you today. Um, let's see. Antarctica is the coldest place on our planet. So uh, 
this says, by the way, here there, here there is the coldest temperature ever recorded, which is negative 89.2 degrees Celsius. But you can simultaneously get sunburned because the ultraviolet light is reflected by all of the snow and ice. Sure. So I'm going to, uh, what is that in Fahrenheit? I'm going to ask my phone. What is 89.2 degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit? Wait, that can't be right. It's probably right. What is negative 89.2 degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit? (laughs) It's slightly better. It's negative 128.6 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. I don't know how. Wow. Okay. I mean, I think once you get to a certain temperature, it's just (laughs) all bad. Like, it just feels really bad. So does that feel worse than like negative 75 degrees Fahrenheit? I don't know. I mean, is it more dangerous? Sure. But does it feel different? (laughs) Sure. Uh, Okay. Uh, Another uh, thing to keep in mind, frostbite is the first thing that you will get in extreme cold. So you have to be ready for this temperature before you step outside. Frostbite Mm -hmm. can be explained simply. Your body stops pumping blood to other parts of the body. The body tries to conserve warmth, which means no oxygen is reaching the parts of your body. Frostbite can be escaped by wearing appropriate clothing and not staying outside for too long or keeping moving to save warmth. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ooh, here's a dangerous fauna. One of the most dangerous representatives of the fauna is the leopard seal. It is one of the biggest animal uh, dangers to humans. He grows 2.5 to 3.2 meters long and hunts on penguins. So occasionally, well, it's uh, they're dangerous to humans. Often Arctic species and Antarctic, I guess Antarctic species are dangerous to humans because of their, their desire to eat regardless of potential consequence. Uh, Oh, uh, uh, crevasses. Crevasses are also a danger to humans. They can be less than a step wide to hundreds of meters across. Bridged crevasses uh, is the most dangerous type of crevasse. Crevasses are covered by last year's snowfall, which renders them invisible. One of the ways to avoid glaciers is to have a dog team. Or you could get a stick and you just put the stick uh, in front of you and see And then the falls. stick would just freeze and break and you'd be like, yeah. damn it. I should have gotten something that wasn't literally a stick from the ground. Also, there are no sticks in Antarctica, so well, I had to bring this from home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, uh, and then, of course, there's the, the seas. Because uh, between Hobart and Antarctica lie the world's stormiest waters and very strong winds. Winds are chilling and combined with frosty water uh, to create extremely hard conditions uh, and give extreme seasickness to some. In in um in in the 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 sea that's like where it's like off of like Alaska and stuff. In the winter, it gets big ice chunks in it. Yeah, it, like gets all frozen. Does it do that there too? Uh, there are there are big ice chunks, but they don't float around as much because they're frozen to the land mass known as Antarctica. Like they don't just come at your boat because that's what they do. And 
Um, it's the not been referenced thing? as one of the major dangers of okay. crossing that part of the ocean, as far as I've seen so far. Um, so here we go. Now, here's a list of things that we're going to need. Um, like, let's say we, we land at our, our new home mm-hmm. in Antarctica. Here's a list of uh, things we'll need. Uh, as far as clothing, first, we'll need inner layers. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we'll need a set base layer top of light or midweight uh, clothing and bottoms, uh, tops and bottoms. Uh, then we'll need a set of expedition weight or power strip layer top and bottoms. Okay. And then we'll need underwear made of polyester or polypropylene. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the inner layers. Okay. So, so it's like, three layers. When I go to work. <laughs> Uh, then for outer layers, you'll need a quality down jacket for jacket for expeditions with a large sized fixed hood, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, synthetic or down pants, okay. windproof soft shell jacket with hood. Wow. So that's the second hood. You gotta have jacket a, with hood. Yeah. Uh, clothing for mid or uh, second layer. So just more clothing. Mm-hmm. Stretch soft shell pants. So that's a third pair of pants. Wow, uh, pants. Wind. Co- Wind coat. So that's a that's a the fourth coat. Oh, and then insulating jacket, which is the so there's about five coats. D- wait, do I have to put them all on at the same time? And if so, in what order? Because I got really confused. That I read it in the order you're supposed you to wear put it. it on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, footwear: soft mm-hmm. boots, usually made of seal skin, for use around the camp. Pair of expedition double boots with built-in gaiter. That's for, for anything more than just walking around the camp. Mm-hmm. Boots for ski and mountains. Uh, warm socks made of wool. Socks made of cotton or synthetic uh, to, yeah, to layer with wool socks. And then a pair uh, or two of synthetic tent booties. I don't know what a tent booty is. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, oh, and then um, as far as... Uh, Head and hands, a mm-hmm. ski hat, usually made of wool, and then a scarf or something around your neck. Uh, then a synthetic polymer face mask that covers all of your skin. Mm-hmm. Then insulated leather work gloves. Then thin polyester gloves. Then thick fleece gloves. Okay. Uh, then very warm, breathable, or synthetic over mitts to go over those gloves. Wow. Then 100% UV protective sunglasses, one with cord and side flaps with no metal frames. Because it'll freeze. Mm -hmm. And then over those sunglasses, you want good quality tinted 100% UV protective ski goggles. So you want two layers of 100% UV protection. Wow. On your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then as far as for sleeping, they recommend you have a sleeping bag rated for negative 40 degrees Celsius. This okay. is when sleeping in a camp. So, because uh, I know you like to camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, a full <laughs> a full length thermarest, which I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that is either. I'm going to find out. Uh, a thermarest. Oh, it's a uh, sleeping pad that holds uh, heat. That's a that's a good idea because it you don't want you don't want your body heat to dis, to escape into whatever you're laying on because yeah really and you don't want the body. cold to get to you either yeah. <laughs> from the ground and then a full length closed foam sleeping mat so th- there's also a closed foam sleeping mat so two sleeping mats basically mm-hmm. yeah and, and a negative forty degree Celsius sleeping bag so, I want one of those that sounds cozy. 
So that's not too bad. Hmm. I mean, really? Not not that part, no. So <laughs> I I mean, yeah, I think it's I think it's doable. But I, but I'm worried they're going to make us go during the day. I'm not coming if it's during the day. I'm sorry. I just, I just can't. What if I told you that I found a place in Antarctica that hasn't received rain or snow in 2 million years? I would say, why? It's called an Antarctic oasis. But then... There's no snow there? There's no snow. So what's on the ground? Rocks. Cool. Let's go there. <laughs> I knew you would get excited when you when you found out it was rocks. Yeah. yeah it says right here in Antarctica, around 1% of the continent or 2,500 miles is permanently ice-free. Such areas are called dry valleys or Arctic oasis. Mm. They are thought to be the world's harshest deserts, and it is estimated that these areas haven't seen rain or snow in almost 2 million years. What if you just bring water there and you drop it on stuff? What will happen? I'm guessing it would probably freeze before it hit the ground. Oh, but will it, like, destroy the ecosystem? Because you put water there? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Going to destroy the ecosystem. Whoa, this is creepy. There is a waterfall in Antarctica, which is called Blood Falls, because it looks like there's blood pouring I out of it. I know about this. I know about this. Oh, Yay. then tell us all about it. Okay, so Blood Falls, they found it and they were like, oh no, why is it red? And we didn't know for, like, ever. I think it was like the 80s or the 90s. No, it was even, like, it was like 10 or 20 years ago when they were like, oh, it's just, it's just got like, um, iron in it. It's got some sort of metal. And when it comes to the surface, it oxidizes. That so. makes sense. Yeah. But so it's like not a big deal at all. Like finally someone was like, we're just going to figure out what this is, but I want to go see the red, the red water. Huh? Oh, and it says the reason it doesn't freeze is because it's three times saltier than seawater. So it's too salty to freeze, much like me. Uh, (laughs) uh, Did you know more meteorites are found in Antarctica than anywhere else on Earth? No, but now I don't really don't want to go because they're what's wrong with meteorites? Because they're going to fall on me. Well, most of them have been there for millions of years. I mean, it says, according to scientists, meteorites land everywhere with almost equal probability. However, if they fell in a humid jungle climate, moisture and oxygen would corrode them. In Antarctica, where the climate is extremely dry, the likelihood of corrosion is almost non-existent. In addition to this, naturally, the rocks are easier to spot on the white, icy surface of Antarctica. Lastly, sometimes the East Antarctic ice sheet path to the sea is clogged by mountains or other obstructions. If the sheet stays in one spot for a long time, strong winds and sunlight can evaporate the top layers and reveal much older ice and large meteorite concentrations within it. Okay. Um, More than 20,000 samples of rocks from unknown sources have been collected since 1976. Cool. Ooh, 70% of the world's fresh water is in Antarctica. I know you like fresh water. I do. So then you can boil it to make tea. Yeah. Uh, the average ice sheet thickness in Antarctica is one mile. Hmm. 
I don't think that'll affect us, but it is interesting. Ooh, this is fun. See, you were you were complaining like, oh, my clock will be my you know my rhythms will be all. Antarctica has no official time zone. Yay! It can be my time zone. <laughs> so you can just do whatever you want. It can be whatever time you want. Cool. Uh, this says as Antarctica is mostly uninhabited, the continent is not officially divided into time zones. However, a number of existing research stations use either the time zone of the country that operates or supplies them, mm-hmm. or use the local time of the countries located nearby. Mm-hmm. For example, McMurdo Station observes New Zealand Standard Time during Standard Time and New Zealand Daylight Time during the Daylight Savings Time period in New Zealand. Ugh, New Zealand has a Daylight Savings Time? Poor bastards. I thought we were the only ones who got suckered into that bullshit. I don't know. Um, and then it says Palmer Station, an American research station, keeps Chile summertime as Chile is the closest country to their station. Mm-hmm. Huh. Whoa, the world's uh, the largest recorded iceberg was bigger than the whole island of Jamaica. Wow. That's big. It's pretty big. Uh, let's see. Uh, the world's oldest sperm whale was found in Antarctica. How old was it? 50 million year old. Like, I mean, uh, years old. He's fossilized, yeah. Oh, okay. It's, that's not as cool. I'm sorry. It's okay. Oh, there are two civilian towns in Antarctica now. Oh. Or at least that's what this thing says in the headline. It says, the larger town out of the two that exist in Antarctica is Via Las Estrellas, the star's town, mm-hmm. found in 19, founded in 1984 by Pinochet. <laughs> of course it was by Pinochet. Why wouldn't it be Pinochet? Who wanted to reaffirm Chile's presence in the region. Today, this town is a research station and has a school, hospital, hostel, post office, internet, and even TV and mobile phone coverage. Dude, let's go there. Yeah, I didn't think that something like that existed. From what I'd read, it must be very small because it's probably the only one. Um, or, well, one of the only ones. Let's see what the other about the other one. It looks interesting all the buildings are orange so you can see them in a whiteout Whoa. uh the other town is called esperanza base and serves as an argentine research station it houses 55 inhabitants in the winter including 10 families and two school teachers the town was established in 1953 it became widely known in 1978 due to the birth of Emilia marcos palma the first person born in antarctica wow well, so I like it's like there are two towns in Antarctica for you to choose from, and they inhabit roughly 120 people total. Wow. <laughs> How I wonder, and I know I could probably look it up, but it's not like we're doing a show about Antarctica, except we are. Um, but it says that that town was established in 1953. Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine have like how did they how did they camp in Antarctica in 1953. They must have burned a lot of whale oil, you know, like uh, that's just so long ago. I don't know. I mean, everything like that you have to wear to survive there, you could have gotten in 1953. Just I know, but I'm so away. fascinated by like building a building and somehow keeping it hot enough to not die in Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Just It just fascinates me. Yeah. Because one of the reasons I've been interested in Antarctica is because uh, I like snow stuff. And we have gotten a lot of snow over the last couple weeks, especially mm-hmm. the last few days. 
And uh, to celebrate being all snowy and cozy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been watching snow movies because that's like one of my favorite things to do. And I've been finding snow movies that are new to me. And I found a couple of them in Antarctica, which made me fascinated with Antarctica. So anyway. Cool. Uh, oh, okay. We're not going. What? It says sled dogs have been banned from Antarctica since 1994. Oh, fuck that. Back in 1911, sled dogs hauled supplies for Norwegian explorers led by Raoul Amundsen. It was the first expedition to reach the South Pole. Afterwards, sled dogs were kept and used in Antarctica for years. However, they were banned from the continent in 1993 due to fear that they might transmit canine distemper to the Antarctic seals or would escape and disturb local wildlife. Oh, wow. Seals and dogs are very similar, so they could, yeah, they could, uh, you know, give each other illnesses. I think that the real answer is they saw the 1980s movie The Thing and were like, nah. <laughs> But I just want you to think about that now. 1911, they were in yeah. Antarctica. Yeah, because that's because the guy found the red water, and he was like, "Oh no!" But I mean, 1911, man, uh, like <laughs> that's just so long ago to 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 have an expedition and somehow not just everyone die. Yeah, yeah. It's just so well, cold for the lack of technology they had then. It it yeah, but you go people just go places. You know, they've always been just going places. No, you're not wrong. In fact, I read an entire, um, I read an entire, uh, uh, thing about how, um, about how, uh, sailboats used to make it to Antarctica, like before there were powered boats. Wow. It's terrifying. Uh, so, uh, Ooh, Mount Erebus is one of the few consistently active volcanoes on Earth. That's not very comforting. Mount Erebus is one of the few consistently active volcanoes and the southernmost active volcano on Earth. It contains 1,700 degrees Fahrenheit uh, of lava lake mm. uh, that is thought to be miles deep. Mount Erebus is always alive and bubbling, releasing gas and spitting out chunks of molten rock and feldspar crystals rich in potassium, sodium, and aluminum silicate. Hmm. Uh, Antarctica and the Arctic uh, and uh, just a few remote islands are the only places in the entire world that are not in any way colonized by ants. Wow, that's awesome. I'm surprised. Well, Antarctic, I don't know. I saw some pictures. It really does look terrifyingly dead there. Like, uh, so I was, when I was reading about Antarctica, I found out uh, that, uh, and I told you a little bit about this before that, uh, some guy who, uh, works in Antarctica, uh, filmed a like slasher B movie in his camp with the 12 people he was staying with through the winter. Cause I guess in the winter they work, but it's a lot less in, mm -hmm. you know, strenuous cause you don't go outside very much. Um, and, uh, yeah, he shot a little B movie in Antarctica. It's the first uh, fictional film to ever be shot on that continent. Really and cool. it's a cheesy slasher movie. I haven't been able to watch it yet. Cause I can't find a copy because Amazon took it down. Uh, because they hate independent movies. So, mm -hmm. uh, I can't, I haven't found a copy yet, 
but it's like a cheesy slasher movie shot with like the camcorders uh, they used were the ones they used to film B-roll for like nature channels and stuff okay. in Antarctica. They shot the movie on that. And they said it was really fun because after about two months in the camp, like no one was camera shy at all. According to the director, he said that like, as soon as the, as soon as a, a month or two of like, just being stuck in such close quarters together, like nobody had any shame. Nobody had any embarrassment about being on camera. They were just like, cool. Let's just pretend to be getting murdered. Uh, but they said that that one person almost quit the movie because the fake blood accidentally leaked into their boot and froze around their foot. When they were, they've shot like, they only shot like four or five scenes outside because it's, it's very cold, uh, apparently. So, uh, <laughs> most of it was shot in the, in the rooms of their camp. But, uh, but yeah, they mentioned that the fake blood like got into the guy's boot and immediately it froze solid around his foot. Wow. Uh, oh wow. So Antarctica is one and a half times the size of the United States. Oh wow. It's big. Yeah. I knew it was big, but that's really big. Uh, Oh, and Antarctica is the only continent without reptiles or snakes. Wow. Uh, technically, I mean, it barely has mammals, but you know, I don't want to. I don't want to quibble, but um, Antarctica. Oh, you're gonna love this. This is exciting. Antarctica has one ATM. Oh wow. The banking conglomerate Wells Fargo installed an ATM back in 1998 at the McMurdo Station, the largest science hub on the continent. While it is near the New Zealand territory, the ATM only dispenses U.S. dollars. Of course, you'll have a hard time spending it because almost there's almost nowhere to spend money on Antarctica. Uh, I mean, of course, there's always poker games. Hmm. Wasn't there that hostel in the one town? Yeah, but it, there's no reference to if they accept money. But if they do, then that's one place in the entire continent. <laughs> I mean, just imagine for a second that like there's one place that takes cash in all of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. That's not even an accurate representation because that's so small compared, yeah. <laughs> compared to Antarctica. Uh Oh, here we go. The highest temperature ever recorded on Antarctica was 63 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. See, they did a good job. Yeah. Uh, and I like this. This point is just great. It just says Antarctica is the coldest, windiest, and driest continent. Hmm. Good story, bro. Yeah. Um, then it mentions there are no polar bears, and it's just a picture of two polar bears snuggling on the snow. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute considering how fucking dangerous polar bears are. Yeah. Oh, hey, there are seven Christian churches in Antarctica. Jeez. <laughs> Even in one of the harshest climates in the world, people still find time to build places of worship, which are all Christian. Today, there are at least seven Christian churches on the icy continent. Chapel of the Snows, Trinity Chapel, the Ice Cave Catholic Chapel, San Francisco de Asis uh, chapel, St. Ivan Rilski Chapel, Chilean <laughs> Chapel of Santa Maria Riana de la Paz, and the chapel, uh, the Catholic Chapel of Santa Misa Virgen La Juan. Yay. Uh, it makes sense when you think about how many South American nations are very close by, therefore go there, because mm-hmm. they're often very Catholic. Yeah. Um, but you, you know, you Jews need to get on that. There's not a single uh, temple. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we 
we're gonna go to and we don't we're like yay a wasteland let's go no that's enough we've had enough is it because you can't spend money there you could just say it um i mean i have this (laughs) money (laughs) see the perfect i think the perfect response to that would have been sure there is you said there's an atm that's (laughs) that's not okay i'm sorry i didn't say that i'm sorry but uh so you've learned some more about Antarctica, mm-hmm. although you already knew about the blood falls, which is, I guess, good in a weird kind of way that you knew that. Um, so should we assume new identities as well? I mean, I don't see why not, you know, <laughs> like, why, like, really, why not? <laughs> I, <laughs> I did look into what it actually takes to go there. And mm-hmm. like the wait list isn't that bad. It's like a couple years. Yeah, you said that, and I, I, I appreciate that you think that's on a bad wait list, but the thing is, like, in a couple years, we could both decide we want to go somewhere really hot or be dead or something. <laughs> if you want to be dead, uh, Antarctica seems like the place to go. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I'm just saying we could we could die before we even have a chance. But, I mean, a two-year wait list for such a small number of jobs mm. is really not too bad. I guess not. Most people get pretty tired of it pretty quickly and decide not to come back. Mm-hmm. So, um, so now the only question is, uh, you know, how many little adorable hats and sweaters are you going to get gigs on Etsy so uh, that she can be hosty in Antarctica? Is she allowed to come? I, I'm not. I'm not saying we would smuggle your cat into Antarctica. Uh, but I am saying there'll be room in the crate that I'm smuggling my dogs in <laughs> for your cat. Your 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 dogs can't come because of distemper, and you could give it to the seals. That's why I sneak them in. It's called international smuggling, Michelle. Oh. I'm sure there'll be plenty of room between all the bricks of black tar heroin that we also are <laughs> taking in order to make this trip worth our time and money. Mm, yeah. So I'm just saying gigs would look awfully cute in a little, a little uh, winter hat you got from Etsy that just like, it's like, oh, gigs and gigs would just look at you like, what am I doing on this, like this, this desert of cold? Or do you think gigs would like it? Well, I don't, I don't know, but she doesn't like clothes. So that would be hard. I think she might change her tune once she's in Antarctica. No, no. Well, fine. I guess we'll have to just... I mean, Giggs is an indoor cat anyway. Mm-hmm. So you'll just have to wrap her in like a bunch of blankets when you have to take her outside for a second. Yeah. And like, and, like, and by a bunch of blankets, I mean like seven or eight blankets. Yeah. yeah. Of varying thicknesses. Well, I could also like put her like in some sort of pouch, but like under my clothes. Yeah. That's probably the thing to do. You probably and- like freak out for a little while, but then be like really cozy. So. <laughs> and that way when you're talking to people and trying to make them not know you're smuggling a cat, that'll be when Giggs just puts her claws like right into your skin. <laughs> Welcome to Antarctica. Thank you. Thank you. Ow, 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 ow. And it would help. It would help you establish what you really wanted, which is people would leave you alone when they heard you whispering things to yourself, you know, in your suit. Just, you're just you're, and people will be like, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna invite her to lunch. I think, I think I'm gonna eat lunch by myself. <laughs> yeah, uh, good times.
Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time.